And welcome back, sports fans. We have a very, very special episode for you here, both for the fourth and long podcast and for Coach Hess's Sports Corner. We have a very special AFLW preview show. And ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by a very special guest from the Coat Hanger podcast out of Sydney, Miss Tracy Kick. Tracy, so wonderful for you to join us. Thanks, Donnie. Great to be here. Awesome. Awesome. And as per usual, for anybody that's listened to the Coach Hess's Sports Corner podcast, we have my co-host, Mr. Brad Croston. Brad, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, Donnie. Uh, trying to stay warm in the frigid, cold environment that is Des Moines, Iowa, like you know, Donnie. Uh, Tracy, I don't know if, if you keep up with weather here, but it's going to be, I went ahead and calculated this, the high temperature on Thursday here in Des Moines is supposed to be negative 14 Celsius. So <laughs> it's, it's going to be lovely lovely weather here in Des Moines but we're we're staying warm and we're getting ready for some footy yeah Yeah, so there was some record snowfalls yesterday in the U.S. yep in in, in a few in a few places yes especially thankfully not here only a couple only three or four centimeters here so it wasn't wasn't too bad nothing that we haven't seen before but I think everybody that is watching and listening they are here for the footy we are here for the AFLW footy is back and the ladies get to kick us off but unfortunately, Tracy, I think you'll say it. I mean, it's hit. Unfortunately, the COVID, as as Brad and I had chatted in our last episode, COVID again strikes again. It does strike again, and it looks like it's going to be fairly disruptive, Donnie. Um, just recently, uh, out of the news out of Victoria, there are four clubs hit with um, COVID-positive cases uh, and at least one captain out probably for the weekend. I don't know if there'll be any effect on the fixture, but that's probably wait and see. Um, Certainly changes the landscape a bit in terms of, um, you know, any team favourites because we don't know what players are in out or testing positive. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Unfortunately, COVID continues to be an issue. And unfortunately with the ladies, we don't have the luxury of, 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 um, of hubbing them. So I'm hoping, hoping that we can get everything going and and everything back up and norming and have a normal round one, because last year was fun enough trying to go with fixture changes and everything that in the, both the women's and the men's. So Brad, I mean, this is the first time that we, you and I have sit here and talked AFLW on our podcast. And, 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 you know, anybody that listens to us knows we are footy heads. We listen, we watch, we, we care about footy so much. How excited are you for this upcoming season and who's kind of your, your dark horse when it comes to it for your, for who you're going to be watching this season? Yeah. So as you mentioned, I love footy. I've loved being able to fall in love with the sport and really immerse myself in it, in the culture and meet different people from both in the U S and in Australia in this case. But um, it's very interesting. And I've been able to get a couple of new people on board and try to, get them introduced to footy as well. So I'm excited to watch this both as a fan with a little bit of a more in-depth mind and be able to help introduce people to the game as well. And then as a dark horse that you've been talking about, as you can see on the, on the fourth and long here, I got my Sydney Swans beanie on. I'm an unabashed Sydney Swans fan. We're not in the, in the league yet, but we do have the highest membership total in AFLW so far without even playing a game, which is something I'm very proud of. But I've been kind of keeping track of Collingwood's AFLW team ever since they started up. I mean, they've been really, really solid. They, they started off as a young core, but they've really expanded into a more all-around 
solid team and they're really coming of age right now. And they're really looking as a potential, potential dark horse to win the flag this year. I think they're going to be a team to watch out for. And I think that, especially if you take a look at uh, Sarah Black's top 30 player list that she's been putting out on the AFLW media, Collingwood has five in the top 30, assuming that Bree Davey, the only one who hasn't gotten released yet as the likely number one, that would mean five in the top 30. And you have several key players in your list, both. I mean, let's take a look at it. We've got Ruby Slicer at 19. You got Bree Davey in the midfield at number one. You got Chloe Malloy up top at number 12. I mean, you've got players in several areas of the field on this list. And when you look at that list and you've got key players in the back, you've got great players in the middle and great players up top. And with the additions that they've brought in, such as Sabrina Frederick, I mean, I'm really excited to see how Collingwood does this year. I think they're going to be a really tough team to beat. And Tracy, who, who, who's the one team that you look at this year? Again, I, we all, we'll, we'll put it out there. We are all Sydney Swan supporters. Unfortunately, our club is not there. So we have the luxury of sitting there and watching it from the outside. Who's your team that you're looking at going, I, I really want to watch this team this year. Yeah, look, um, I've got to say that as well as being an AFLW Foundation member at the Swans, I'm also a Brisbane Lions fan and now back-to-back premierships is certainly uh, on the cards. My dad was a foundation member of the Brisbane Lions um, men's team. Um, so I've got a long history there. But uh, the team to watch for me is Western Bulldogs. Um, I, I think that... Uh, you know, they snuggled a couple of players, one from GWS Giants, who's a real standout as Al Bennett. Um, and I think that they were maturing as the season went on, quite a young listed team, but, you know, with the solid players like Ali Blackburn. Um, so I think that uh, for me, the Western Bulldogs are one to watch. Uh, my pick for the flag is still the Lions. Um, but um, the Lions, I think, um, uh, really came to the fore and just have such all-round talent. So they don't rely on their stars so much. Um, they have some great stars and some exciting people like Justine Hodder in the forward line was amazing last year. Uh, one of the women I coach, Phoebe Monaghan, is joined from uh, joined from the Tigers to the Lions to fill a, fill a space in the back line. So I, I can't wait to see her play. But, yeah, for me, they're Dark Horse Brisbane Bulldogs. See, and for me, I, I'm going to so it's it's not a, a flying contender, but it's a team that I think could be sneaky good and might sneak into the playoffs, but they've taken a little bit of a hit and that's the Richmond Tigers. I loved the way they played footy last year. I think they were a progressing team. They got better and better as the season went on. I think Ellie McKenzie really kind of warmed up to AFL footy as the season went on. It got better and better and better. It, they're going to miss her. Unfortunately, she's out early in the year, which I think is going to be a massive loss for the Tigers, but I still think they've got a ton of talent still there. They've got the Hosking twins. They, they really, really young, talented team that I think is going to surprise some people. And another team I keep an eye on just because they've got so many great players and that's North North Melbourne has so many great players. It's such a talented list. They're just keep falling short. They're another team that if they can get on a run at the right time, they can definitely contend for a flag for sure so we, we talk about flag contenders a lot but i'm one of those the, the, the season is always fun so just really quickly looking at it what are some of your matchups this year that you're looking at especially early say rounds one through three some of the matchups that you're kind of like i can't wait to watch this game 
Yeah, I think for me, I think you got to take a look at Sunday. You got to look at Adelaide versus Brisbane, a rematch of the grand final. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that round one. And then I think as we kind of talked about with COVID, I think the fixture is definitely going to be fluid. But it's also going to be really fun to get to watch Frio and West Coast and Western Derby round one. I think that's going to be really fun to get to get that right off the bat. And then, of course, they're going to have to play in Victoria for for God only knows how long. So just seeing how this fixture fluxes and and flexes games in and out of certain states with the border restrictions and all that it'll be interesting to see but i think for me adelaide brisbane and Frio west coast those are those are the two that i'm really looking forward to in the round one yeah for me uh, brad i'm very um agree with that because um the the grand final rematch of course is as a result of COVID because brisbane was due to play the west coast eagles in perth um but perth has locked everybody out so um, so that is definitely a highlight. I think the other one of real interest is on Saturday when the Bulldogs take on Melbourne. Um, you know, Melbourne is still one uh, predicted to be one of the top teams. And, and as per our discussion, I think the Bulldogs, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they shape up there. Um, and I don't know, you know, how round two will, will change uh, necessarily. Uh, but again, I think... Um, the the uh, the game between North and the Crows will be a really interesting one. Um, that's in in Adelaide at this stage. Um, there's some kind of what I would expect to be a few uneven matchups in those first couple of rounds. But it, you know that's where you start to get those surprise packages. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. another team that we haven't talked about much yet is Melbourne. I, I think that the addition of Taylor Harris and how she's going to flex into that team is going to be very interesting, fitting in with Daisy Pierce and the likes of the other players on that team. I mean, I think that me and Donnie, we talked about that a little bit off camera. I think that that's a team to really look out for to potentially cause a few ripples throughout the league. Melbourne is the team that honestly I, I look at. They they're off season. They're going for it. I mean, they are there. There is no reason. There is it is absolutely undeniable that they have brought in. They want to win a flag this year, plain and simple. They have brought in everything that they can to make them better. And they, I, I didn't want to add say them early because I don't really consider them a dark horse. I really consider them. I mean, Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne. Honestly, right there, those three right now, it's hard to argue those are not three of the best. Frio's there. We'll have to see how things go um, with them, especially being West and WA teams and with the WA borders. I'm a little worried that if they have to spend significant amount of time out of WA, that's going to affect them because they play better at home. It's hard to argue. When Frio is at home, Frio is a very, very good team. When they're on the road, sometimes they can get a tiny bit sketchy. I agree. I think think as long as the rounds don't change, the game I'm really looking forward to is going to be that round two matchup between North and Adelaide because that's a really – there's a ton of talent in that game on both sides of the footy, absolutely classic. And unfortunately, I, I kind of agree with you, Tracy. There, there are way too many matchups I see that could get ugly early. Um, I, I'm also fascinated on Carlton. Carlton is another team that I ju- I don't know what I'm getting this year. Yeah, Maddie yeah, Chris I, Marcus I, is an absolute gun, but she was kind of down last year. I think a lot of teams tagged her and a lot of teams kind of, they basically took her out of the game and it affected her. I mean, when she gets suspended earlier in the year because of some of the issues that she had with the Tigers, is she going to have that same problem this year? So we'll definitely have to see like that game in round three, again, granted that this, this fixture stays the same, their game against the Bulldogs could be crucial 
for them early, early in the year. I also like this matchup again, my, 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 my little team to keep an eye on Richmond versus Frio that week at home in round three as well, I think could be an absolute cracking game of footy. Um, just so many matchups again. I, I hate the only bad part about some of the news coming out is, is that it, it's hard to predict how the ladder is going to go. So, so we'll go with it. I, I, again, it's, it's not easy going off right now. Again, this is off paper. We don't know how injuries are going to go. We don't know how the season's going to go. We don't know how the fixture is going to change right now. As we speak, looking at it, who are the teams that you see in the finals and who are the teams that you think might just fall short? Yeah, yeah, for well, me. Or, yeah, oh, go ahead, Tracy. Go for it, <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna go with Adelaide, Brisbane, Collingwood, North, then Melbourne, and Western Bulldogs. I think that right now, I think those six for me are are kind of the the established teams that have really shown it before, and they're, they're kind of like the ones that you, you're gonna keep picking them until they give you reason to not to. And of course, like you said, Donnie, we don't know how injuries are gonna go forth. But I think that right now, as things stand, I think that those are my six to make finals. Yeah, I got uh, Lions, Crows, Melbourne, Bulldogs, Collingwood, Rio, maybe. Uh, yeah, uh, I think Frio is a Frio will miss Sabrina Duffy, who's inactive and uh, losing. Uh, Gooch to West Coast uh, will be interesting, but um, they've still got stability across our line. So uh, depending on how the lockout uh, affects them in terms of uh, where they end up being relocated. Um, but yeah, they're my six. Awesome. And then my, my six, my six kind of in no set order is Melbourne, Adelaide, North, Frio, the Pies and Brisbane. I think the Western Bulldogs and Carlton just fall short. I think, the strength of that top six is going to be difficult. I think Carlton and Western are going to put some scares into a few teams. And I think this, this could kind of come down to percentages. Like I'm almost fascinated to see come round 10. Are we, is it going to be where a team's got to put up 20, 30 extra points to get in because of percentage, because that, that that's how competitive this could be. There's a lot of really good footy teams and some teams that I think people are going to, are going to look down on GWS, Richmond, Geelong is going to be interesting to see those teams there. How do they, how do they respond? Because that middle, I think the middle of the pack is going to tell us who makes it and who doesn't. So I'm, I'm very, very fascinated by the, this, this season. Just, there's just so many teams. Like, I, I don't know how St. Kilda is going to be. How is St. Kilda yeah, respond this year? There's every single team I can sit here and I, I can see a positive. I can see a negative for it in some way or other. So it's, it's going to be an exciting, exciting season and in it. And I'm really looking forward to it. So again, we, so we've, we've got our finals right now, as we speak again, we don't know injuries. We don't know that. Who do you think is going to be hoisting the flag at the end of the season this year? Brad, why don't you go first? Man, this is tough. Um, my, my heart says Collingwood just because I I've really started to like the list that they've got. But I, I think Adelaide is really going to be stewing over the over last year, not quite getting over the line. And I think that they've got a, a bunch of players who are really raring to get one more premiership in. And I think that the Crows are going to be very, very tough to beat this year. So I'm going to I'm going to go Adelaide and Collingwood in a grand final and Adelaide gets the job done. 
Yeah, well, Brad, yeah, I'm going to go Brisbane and Collingwood, I think, in the grand final. I think that Brisbane will be full of confidence and uh, so many young players were coming into their four uh, last year if they come out with the confidence uh, and don't get hit with any injuries. Uh, but everybody will be after them, so I agree. It'll be interesting to see how Sabrina Frederick goes in the Collingwood side and whether she has more impact up forward because, um, you know, Five years ago, I was coaching at GWS and we could not shut her down. Uh, but, you know, now, uh, you know, she just hasn't had the form that she had back in those days when she was at the Lions. So it'd be really interesting if she starts kicking goals and having an impact. I think the Collingwood lineup will just be so bolstered by yeah, that. I, th- I think that the combo of Malloy and Frederick up top, being able to kind of lessen the load on Chloe Malloy, because I think at times last year it really came down to Chloe Malloy and just Chloe Malloy. But I think that the the dual threat tandem of those two up top could be really dangerous. I, I think for me though, I think it's I think it's all about Britt Benici and Bree Davies staying healthy in the midfield. I think if those two can stay healthy and can get through the entire season unscathed, then then Collingwood is going to be very very tough to beat because I think for me their midfield is among one of the best in the competition, no doubt. Well, and I, and I think Collingwood's forwards go as their midfield does. If Bree Davey, if, if Steph Kiochi and, and the, their midfield is giving supply to, to, to Chloe Malloy and, and Sabrina Frederick, it could be incredibly difficult to stop Collingwood. Like they, they have that tall, hard to, hard, to mark, hard to stop marking pull forward and a quick elite small forward. So that's a deadly combination, especially with only with, with, with the smaller numbers on the field. So it'll be definitely, like I said, how, how Collingwood goes, I think is how their midfield goes. If their midfield dominates, like they have been, they're going to be incredibly difficult to stop now that they have that big full forward to give Chloe Malloy some help. I don't know. I, (laughs) I, I, I hate going with the obvious favorite. I really do because I'm, I'm one of those that sometimes those are the ones that they catch you, but I like, I like Melbourne. I love the way Melbourne played last year. I think they got hot at the right time. I think they added something that they didn't have. And it's, it's a little bit more of a dangerous target up front. Again, Taylor Harris is another one that I think like Frederick, she needs supply to be able to be as dominant as she is. And I think with that midfield, with that midfield and the abilities of Melbourne, then I think that she's going to get a little more supply at Melbourne than she did at, at, at Carlton. So I'm very, I'm very bullish on Melbourne, but there's part of me that I like North too. I think North is kind of this team that everybody has kind of pushed off of because Adelaide has been so dominant. Brisbane won last year. Melbourne's got all the all the the all the the hype because of, of what they brought in. That North has that ability to be the sleeper of the favorites that I think I, I think North and Melbourne are the two teams that I look at this year. But Collingwood intrigues me a lot. I think the Frederick addition was absolutely fantastic. I th- and I agree with you, Tracy. I think Brisbane is going to come in with a ton of confidence this year. My only worry with them is they lost a lot of experience to retirement. How do they replace that? That'd be the biggest question for me is, can they replace that? Because it's hard to replace that, the knowledge of those two, of the, of the players that they lost due to retirement. Can the young players step in? They've got a ton of talent. I mean, there's no doubt you don't win a flag without having talent. But can they replace what they lost? That's my biggest question. So I'm, I'm going to tip Melbourne here for the flag. But I, I have like North, like 
them at one and North at like one a, because I just, I love North's talent. And I think North is a team that they could sneakily get there. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I'm a team guy. I, I've always has been, I, I, I love the team, but I don't think anybody could do a preview episode without going, who's your player of the year? Who's your best and fairest? Who's your favorite that you think could be raising that best and fair, have that best and fairest medal around their neck after the season? I, I kind of alluded it, to it in the last bit, but uh, Britt Benici at Collingwood, I mean, she was just an absolute tank last year. I mean, she was the jack of all trades last year. She was helping out midfield. She was getting forward. I think that, if she can dominate the ball like she did last year and help supply Malloy and Frederick up top, I think that Chloe Malloy, or sorry, that Britt Benici could be a real shout as, as could Bree Davey possibly going back to back as well. Yeah, Brad agree. Um, both real, real contenders. Uh, I probably go, I love Monique Conti. If she gets a, it depends how Richmond play. Um, and I guess it's pretty hard if you, you know, to, to, get those votes if your team isn't winning as well. So, um, you know, she's an unbelievable contributor in at Richmond. Um, but I think for me, yeah, I think Bree Davey uh, or, or Jasmine Garner, I think, uh, are two uh, solid, experienced players who, you know, if they have the sort of season they had last year, uh, could definitely take out the best and fairest. Yeah, and, and for me, it, it's hard to argue Bree Davey is, is such a dominant player. The biggest question I see is, will her numbers dip a little bit because they're going to be an inexperienced at the ruck position? Last year, they had one of their more experienced ruck positions. So will will her numbers change a little bit? I love Monconti. I think she's an absolute gun. I, I think she's a fantastic footy player. She's so calm with the footy. I, I absolutely love her, but I agree. I think Richmond's issue will be not winning as many games as some of the top teams. And unfortunately, I think the the better your team does, the better you have a chance of of winning the whole thing. I like Turbo out in in Frio. Absolutely love her. Her intensity, her tackle pressure is fantastic. I absolutely love that. I think we get a second tie between Turbo and Bree Davey. I I, I know it's weird, but I I think we're going to do it again because they're they're just both so good. And they're both on teams that I think are going to, play really well i think they're going to win a lot of footy games and i think they're going to be in the votes very easy and and i think the sneaky one i agree with you jazzy garner at at melbourne at at north i think is that one if if they have the season i think they can she's going to be there too so who knows maybe we see a triple a three-way tie who knows it's (laughs) it's not going to be easy there's not as many rounds so it's harder to get votes that way so I'm, i'm very very fascinated by that um, just an incredible, incredible thing. And, and I don't know, it, normally we would do tipping. We, we, we would, we would end our episode going through round one, going through the games. I, am I, I think we should do that, but I'm really worried that these games, these games are going to go. So, so, so let's, again, there, there's a ton of information we don't know. So, so people that are listening, don't, don't fully go on this. Round one tips will go as if they were going to go normally. So, so we'll go right off the bat. We will start with ladies first, Tracy. First game of the day will be St. Kilda versus Richmond. Who do you like? Who do you got in this one? Yeah, this is really interesting because it's out of Frankston, which is about an hour out of Melbourne. Um, and the first game's traditionally been Cartman Collingwood. Um, I'm going to go Richmond all the way for this one. I think that uh, they will 
settle in. Uh, they'll have the Hosking twins. Uh, there's a great new player come in from the VFLW who I coached here in Sydney called Megan Keeley, mature recruit, 27-year-old. She's going to have an impact in the midfield. I'm going to go for Richmond. I'll go to the Tigers as well, and I'm interested to see how Maddie Shevlin gets on with the Tigers as well. Uh, how she'll be able to mesh into that squad as well. I think Richmond over St. Kilda here. I'm I'm with you. We'll, we'll make it a trio. I like Richmond. I think they've got just a little bit too much. I'm I'm kind of worried that they both have lost this young superstar. So, so it'll be as who can who can replace that young superstar. I just think Richmond's got a little bit more depth. And also I, I think Richmond wins this one. Uh, North Adelaide v Geelong. Yeah, this one going north uh, easily over the cuts. Even though Nina Morrison looks back in great form, I just don't think they've got enough depth from what I, I – it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. I don't know the Geelong list as well, but I just feel like that, that north will be more experienced across the board. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this will be a good learning experience for Geelong. I, st- I think they're still a pretty youthful list, but I think it'll be a nice little learning experience for them. I, I do think that North is far superior. I think they're going to get the job done here fairly easily. North purely on the list, but I'm I'm very fascinated to see the young Prasparkis. Does she play and how is her impact on this game? Because if, if she has a good game and, and Geelong stays in this one, I think it gives the Cats a lot of confidence as this season goes on. And I think we'll be best. If this gets out of hand early, it could be ugly. And unfortunately, it, it can happen with, with the talent and the stars that North has. But I don't know. Geelong is a pet. Geelong is going to be pesky this year. I think they're going to be a team that's going to nip. They're going to nip somebody just once, surprising somebody because they've got some talent. So we will definitely have to see on that. I'm going to go north as well, but I, I think it's a little closer than some think. A, a very fascinating matchup about the Witten Oval as the Bulldogs take on the D's. Yeah, this is going to be a ripper. I think this is my other match of the round other than the grand final rematch. Um, oh. I think it's going to be a really close game. I'm going to go Melbourne just on the experience of their list. I'm going to go the dogs. I'm, I'm feeling Ellie Blackburn is going to have a really good game to start off. She always, she always hits the ground running. I, I think, like you said, this is going to be a really good game. I think this is going to be a high intensity back and forth lead change filled match. I think the dogs are just going to pip the D's at the end here. I, I like I like that call on that one. I'm gonna tip the D's, but I think the doggies and I agree. It's it's Ellie Blackburn. She comes to play in the big games. She is she is an impact player. Those two forwards that they have up front are absolutely absolutely almost impossible to stop when they get going. So I think the doggies stay in this. I just think the D's have a little bit too much. I think the rock battle might affect this game a lot. And I, I'm, I'm a lot more confident in the Melbourne rock than I am the, the, the Western bulldog ruck um, stocks here. So I'm going to go D's, but I, I agree with you. This could be match of the round. This one is going to be an absolute cracking game of footy. Cannot wait for that one. As Brad kind of alluded to because of, because of the, WA government and a few other things. We will have a Western Derby to start off the season as Frio host the West Coast Eagles. Yeah, look, the West Coast Eagles are big improvers, definitely, in, the, in their practice match. They did really well. Um, but I'm going to go Frio. I just think, you know, you've got Houghton up forward. You know, you've got Kiara Bowers winning the ball in the midfield. They've got an amazing midfield, solid across the back. I think they're just too experienced for the Eagles. 
yeah, I'm with you there. Dockers for me, I think closer than people think, kind of like what you were saying that, that, that the Eagles looked much improved over the practice match. Uh, I, I do think that Frio with Kiara Bowers running in, in the middle, I think they're just going to be a little bit too much. I think West Coast is going to keep it close for a while, but I think Frio is going to pull away a little bit toward the end. First game of the first game of the year, I think will be a little bit closer. You're going to have some nerves. You're going to have some errors. You're going to have a few things. I think this one's a little bit closer. I agree. I think Frio wins this one. I don't think it's a big blowout. I think it's a little bit like last year. It's a little bit closer game, depending on the weather. Again, if it becomes wet, then it's a much more even game. If it's a dry game, Frio's speed up front is absolutely lethal. They're so difficult to stop. I think they can put the points on the board there. And as Tracy said, I it's hard to argue this can't be, this has to be one of the games of the round. And that is Adelaide versus the Brisbane Lions in a grand final rematch. Do the Crows get payback or does Brizzy start off their defense with a big win? Yeah, look, Brisbane's defense line is is one of the best, if not the best, in the in the game. Um, amazing attack off halfback, so uh, I think that always holds them in good stead. But the two factors to consider are the return of Chelsea Randall and that Aaron Phillips was playing with a sore knee in that um, in that grand final. So if those two get going, um, you know, could there's a lot of experience and a lot of skill there. Um, my heart says Lions because uh, they're my team, but uh, actually, I think I think that the Crows will come out, and I reckon they'll give it a good crack. So I'm going to go the Crows. Yeah, I'm going to go the Crows too. I showed them love in my in my prediction of them winning the flag this year. I think they're going to get off to a good start. Uh, I don't think this is going to derail Brisbane's season by any any means. I think they're going to be there all the way toward the end. I think they're going to be a, a very tough team to beat in this competition, but I, I think it's just a clash of of Titan versus Titan of this competition. I mean, it's going to be a really tough game for both sides. I think the whole match is going to help favor Adelaide a little bit here. I'm going to go the Crows in a very tight and very thrilling game. Yeah, the, the Crows are such a, such a good team. Again, there's so much experience on this team, so much talent. I, I agree with you, Brad. I don't think this derails Brisbane's season, but I think the margin could be interesting to keep an eye on. Does Adelaide try to put up a big number to get themselves in a nice percentage boost? Again, as I said, I think this is going to be a tight ladder to get into the finals. So I, I think the Crows will nip. I think the Crows will win this one, but I want to keep, can Brisbane keep it close? They really need to keep it close. Keep the confidence. Again, I think they're going to be blooding in some young players. They're, they're talented. They're going to stay in this game. But the Crows, there's just so many, so many weapons on that team. Can can they run up the score and, and put a nice little percentage point after, after the first round? So I have the Crows winning that one. The old rivals, even in AFLW, Carlton v. Carlingwood. Yeah, look, I'm going Collingwood all the way. I actually think Carlton, I'm really interested to see how Carlton play. I feel like their team is quite small. I feel like they lost, you know, they lost Taylor Harris. They lost the Hosking sisters. They lost a couple to GWS, uh, you know, despite having Prasparkas in the middle. Like, I just feel like I'll be really interested to see how Carlton play. I just, I don't have, doesn't fill me with confidence, put it that way. So I think Collingwood will win this easily. Yeah, I'm going to go Collingwood here. It, it seems like these games between the Pies and the Blues are always really tough, especially at AFLW level. I mean, we've had a couple of really good matchups between these two teams in the past. Uh, I, I think that Collingwood gets the job done here. I think that that midfield is just a little bit too overpowering with Davey and Chiachi and Benici and all those. And and how they get Frederick going in the first game is going to be very interesting. And how Ruby Schleicher can get going off of hat back as well. 
to see if she can get up going into that attack and being able to lock down in defense like she always does. So I'm going to go Collingwood here. Yeah, I'm I'm for some weird reason, this game always produces sometimes an upset. So there's part of me that's thinking Carlton. I think Collingwood wins this. They just have a tiny bit too much for, for Carlton in, in so many areas. But this is always a game that somehow breeds us upsets. Calling Collingwood finding a way to beat Carlton in the in a couple of seasons where there was Carlton was definitely the better squad. So keep an eye on it. That was normally the first game of the year. So this being a little little bit later on in the round, again, all things considering, um, may change the result a tiny bit, a, a little bit on this. I think Collingwood, but I think this Carlton. It's pesky. I keep an eye on this one. And then the last one, a very interesting one between the Gold Coast Suns and the GWS Giants. Yeah, this is an interesting one because I don't think the, the Giants list also doesn't fill me with confidence. Um, and of course, the Suns have the number one pick, Charlie Rowbottom, making her debut. But interestingly, for your USA listeners, this is held in Mackay. Mackay is around about uh, 10 hours north of Brisbane. Uh, on the way up to the Great Barrier Reef, it's going to be hot. Um, so that could slightly favour the Suns, who'd be used to training in those much more humid conditions. Um, I kind of want the Suns to win, but I, I think the Giants will potentially have a little... No, I'm going to go the Suns. I'm going to go the Suns. There we go. I love it. I love it. There we go. Colin, Colin I'm, I'm, I'm on the Suns as well. I'm, I'm going to go with the Suns as well. I think they're going to be... They're, they're going to look to play loose, right? They're, they're going to really look to try and get things going and try to kind of just get things out and going right away. I think I, I don't think that Charlie Robotham is going to have like the the greatest debut of all time or anything. I don't, I don't think we're going to be looking like a 30 disposal match out of her. But I, I think that she's going to do fairly well. I think that she's got enough talent to be able to influence the game in some way. We'll have to see how things go. But yeah, these are two teams that are that are kind of looking to kind of find their identity a little bit. They're trying to really get themselves established at this level. Uh, I'm going to go with Gold Coast. I'm I'm going with you. I thought I was going to be crazy to go Gold Coast because I, I think the additions of Charlie Rollbottom, the younger of the Levi sisters, again, I don't know who's going to be on there, but I, I like the talent that Gold Coast has. In 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 there, I think their their ruck is a young, talented Bella. I think Bella, I think is her name. She just kept getting better as the season went on. So I think that's really going to cause uh, GWS some issues. The only the one thing that that makes me a little iffy is you do have the ageless wonder of Cora Staunton up there, who is just an absolute goal machine. She's back for another season. You've also got uh, Alicia Eva in the middle for GWS, who is an absolute ball magnet. She finds the ball where ever it goes and it somehow finds its way into her hands where she can dispose of it. So it's not going to be an easy one. I, I, I agree with you, Tracy. I think the weather I think is going to help gold coast in this game. And I think the youth I think is really going to help as well, especially being early and earlier in the year with a little bit of a warmer temperature. So I'm going to go gold coast. This could be a sneaky good game. I, I think this is going to be a sneaky one. I think this is going to be one. I think a lot of people are going to be. It's always the ones that you don't expect, right? It's the ones mm -hmm. you don't expect. Well, and it's the one, it's the ones everybody aren't pointing to. I mean, everybody could point to the grand final rematch in your match between the Western Bulldog, the, the Western Bulldogs matchup. 
But this one, it, it's they're in the same similar part of the ladder. And I think this is going to be a really, really good game. And I think Gold Coast drafted well. Charlie Robottom going up there is a coup almost for the Suns, getting an elite player from the Melbourne area to come up to the Gold Coast Suns and be that number one overall pick. She's instantly going to make an impact. You have the younger sister, the younger Levi sister, who's just a, just a bull. She tackles really strong. I think she gets a debut in this one. I think both those two come in and have a nice impact in this game. Whether they it's a game-changing impact, I don't know. We'll see. They can, they can but we'll, we'll definitely have to see. So this is, this is one of those I, I kind of... I notched a little bit going this. I think that could be a good game. That, that the last yeah. game of the round, as long as everything goes again, as long as everything goes the way it should, that could be a surprisingly entertaining game to, to end round one. And I'm so excited for it. I, I am just a buzz with this. Footy has been gone. And again, over here, it's, it's cold. It's wintry. It's not unfortunate. I said, the one thing for you, Aussies, it's your summer. You can get out you can have a little fun. This comes perfectly for us over here in the States because this gives us a chance to watch footy when it is cold, when it is, and it's not so good to be outside. We can sit down. Keep the fire up, burning. Exactly. Pull up your iPad, pull up your iPad, throw it onto the TV and just watch footy in January. This is so exciting. I, I, I hope every game goes off normal. Hey, Tracy, thank you again for joining us from Sydney. It's been so awesome having you on. And I just want to say personally, I don't know if Brad has listened to, I've listened to the coat hanger podcast. I think you ladies are doing a fantastic job. Please relay to all the ladies there. Keep up the great work. Even if I'm the only one listening, you have somebody that will listen to every podcast. I think you ladies are doing an awesome job. Keep up the great work. And thank you so much. Thank you, Donnie and Brad. And thank you for having me on the show. It's been a real pleasure. And like you, can't wait for Friday for the weekend for a lot of footy games. I think it's going to be rainy here, so that'll be good. I might want to go to the beach. Awesome. Awesome. Brad, and normally in our normal podcast, we have a crazy stat of the week, but I, I, I don't really want to go into that again. How excited are you, Brad? Again, AFLW season, we don't have our swans, but a very entertaining slate set as long as everything goes through. Yeah, definitely. Very entertaining. And for anybody that really loves the game and is always looking to, to get a better game IQ and to get a better knowledge of the game it's always great to be able to watch you end up finding new favorite players different teams that you might not have supported now you get to kind of get get on it on a new team or whatever so it's always fun to watch and it really starts off the the year-long footy express as you will aflw into afl men and then for us in the states into usafl coming in in april and may so the the journey starts now and i'm really excited to get it underway Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode in both Coach Hess's Sports Corner and Donnie's Disposals. I'm kind of double dipping here, but it's a way to get things done a lot quicker. So thank you again to both of my co-hosts, and we will be back again next week.